This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the September 20th, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Today, I admit to being chicken. I was going to do a piece based on an article titled Concealing Radicalism. Michigan's Department of Education encourages teachers to facilitate child sexual transitions without parental consent. I was planning to quote some rather explicit language that is suggested for elementary school children. When I first looked at it, my thinking was that it was awful and that what is going on behind the scenes would appall a bipartisan group of Americans. My second thinking was the same. My concern is, what if this article is wrong? I'm hoping in a few days some other folks will come out with supporting or conflicting information. So this is my version today of not talking about it, but feeling badly that I'm not brave enough to just go with it. Because I do think in 10 years, a whole generation will ask, how did you adults let us do this to ourselves? Quick hitters. A Texas sheriff is treating the immigrant flights to Martha's Vineyard as possible crimes and will investigate. First Lady Jill Biden was criticized for not wearing a hat to the Queen's funeral. She wore a fascinator. I have no idea what a fascinator is, but I guess it is less than a hat and more than a scrunchie. Good God, leave the woman alone. Moving on. The Congressional Budget Office, more commonly called the CBO, came out with its analysis on the Reduce Inflation Act. Congress did not wait for their analysis before voting. Per the CBO, the deficit will increase and so will inflation in the first five years of the Reduce Inflation Act. Increase, I said. After five years, the CBO says inflation may be reduced if the IRS's 87,000 new auditors are successful in auditing us and getting more tax revenue. More details are provided in the linked Federalist article by Christopher Jacobs titled CBO Report, Democrats' Latest Spending Spree Will Make Inflation Worse. A friend sent me the linked opinion piece from the Wall Street Journal titled The Real Midterm Election Stakes. Before digging into the article, I would like to talk tennis. I do not have a tennis body, but grew up playing tennis because my dad loved tennis. We even built a clay tennis court at our camp in Maine. We built it ourselves. As early as age five, I remember watching my dad play tennis and school me in the etiquette of tennis. When you played tennis, one of your jobs was to make the line calls on your side of the net. Was the ball in or out? If you were sure, it was an easy call. Never cheat. If you were not sure, you gave the call to your opponent. I don't mean if you thought it was 99% your way, but much less, and you gave it to your opponent. We need that in the Senate. We had that in the Senate. It used to be easier because some conservatives were Democrats and some liberals were Republicans. And my impression is we had more moderates, but maybe it was the coverage that was different. As I read the article, that is what I thought of. Tennis. And that we don't play politics like I was taught to play tennis. President Biden says Republicans are trying to steal the election. I don't see it, but do note that Democrats have laws that uh, have passed the House that absent the filibuster would pass the Senate that could drastically change things, including elections. In my mind, they would likely make it difficult for Republicans to win a majority again. Likely that is the reason for the bills. At the moment, the Senate is 50-50 with VP Harris holding the tiebreaker. But Senator Manchin from West Virginia and Cinema from New Mexico have been against ending the filibuster. 
Democrats pray they will get two more senators so they can break the filibuster and pass quite a bit of legislation. I do wonder if maybe there are a few other Democrats who are silent, but if their votes are needed, they would vote to save the filibuster. Let's list some of the actions the Wall Street Journal suggests may be on the Democratic agenda. They argue that like in the 2020 election, Democrats will call Republicans extremists and say that they, the Democrats, are moderates, which may be believable unless you look behind the curtain and see what they will do. Statehood for Washington, D.C. I don't think that has to do with the people of D.C., but rather three safe electoral college votes and two Senate seats for the Democrats. Pass abortion rights in all states, and I'm assuming with few if any restrictions, so making states allow abortions at eight and a half months pregnant. Pass a federal law establishing the right to mail-in ballots, which studies have shown are more prone to fraud, or that allow one member of a household to berate others to vote their way. Require states to allow ballot harvesting, even if states have laws that ban it. I think with ballot harvesting, I could go door-to-door -door collecting ballots. Do you really want that? And should states have to allow it? Require the DOJ and the District Court of, D.C. Court of Appeals to okay voting law changes in states that have a history of voting rights problems. You know, I'm okay with that one. Except why not all states? And how far back can you go on the problems? I think 60 years is a bit much. Without the filibuster, the Wall Street Journal suggests the PRO Act might be enacted, which would invalidate state laws that give workers a choice of joining a union and do away with secret ballots for unions and going instead with card check. With card check, union organizers could help you fill out your card. I don't want Bubba helping me fill out my card. I want secret ballots. CO2 regulations, free child care, lots of other goodies. Lower Medicare to age 60 instead of 65, even though the program is going broke. Significantly raising taxes. What they left out, which also concerns me, is how easy it is to split up a state into two or more states, which could be done for electoral advantage. Or court packing. I believe a simple majority in the House and Senate, absent the filibuster, is all that is needed to increase the number of Supreme Court justices. Some argue that court packing is appropriate because the recent abortion ruling shows that the Supreme Court has lost legitimacy. Lost legitimacy. Because they accurately applied the law and it was not appreciated by some. Some items in the above list may appeal to you, but some are nuts. And the ones that appeal to you, can we afford them? And if we are going to do some of them, couldn't we go through the committee process and make them a bit more reasonable? But let's get back to tennis. I don't think in tennis this would ever happen. Maybe we would just refuse to play with someone who behaved this way, and that is just not an option in politics. I need an ending to this podcast, something to tie it up. Maybe something to make me feel better, give hope. But I don't have it. Maybe just a question. How when one side or the other has a slight majority in the presidency, do we keep that side from legislating batshit crazy stuff? Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.